Welcome back, everyone, to Just Dow It, the podcast for people starting DAOs. I'm Adam Miller, and I'm your host. I'm the CEO of MyDAO, which provides legal entity solutions for DAOs. And prior to starting MyDAO, I did consulting for people starting and operating DAOs. This is the second of two episodes this week, as always. In the prior episode, we covered recent DAO news with our guest, Gino, and now we're going deeper into an interview with him. So, Gino. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I'll ask you a little bit of a different question for this episode to kick things off for the interview. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into Web3 and DAOs in the first place? Totally. Hey, everyone. Uh, well, I mean, I have a, a human sciences background. I studied uh, media studies at the university. And as a product person, because for the last 10 years, I've been working in, in product management for security companies, uh, social media companies, and so on and so forth, I realized that what really um, passionate me was this idea of, okay, let's build products for people to engage and to coordinate. I worked in identity solutions. Again, I worked in, in social media. And at some point... Um, I was looking for, for another challenge and I was looking super closely what, what the, the, the crypto space, Web3, and the, the, like the DAO space was, was doing last year in 2021. Like it was like the bull market, the NFT summer, the DeFi summer, wherever. And I was like, I, I know that I have something to give to this community and, and, to, and to these mechanisms of coordination, right? And... When I had the opportunity to start working, I'm, I'm working at the governance core unit of the Decentraland DAO, right? Decentraland is a virtual world, a virtual world owned by its users, uh, powered by, by Ethereum. And when I saw the possibilities of giving the users the right and the tools to govern the project that they were using every day, uh, I was like super amazed and I instantaneously say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to work on this, right? And, and I started doing product management for the Decentraland DAO. Awesome. So tell us a bit more about uh, Decentraland and the DAO that governs Decentraland. Okay, so first of all, Decentraland is one of the OGs in the space. It's the original white paper is from 20, uh, 2016, 2017. It was, uh, uh, it was funded by, by one of the, the legendaries, ICOs from 2017. So it's been around for, for quite a few years. The DAO was always in the like in the in the roadmap of the project, but it wasn't actually uh, started until 2021, mid-2021. So the Central and DAO basically is the, the, the guardian of all the core smart contracts of the project. So basically, Decentraland, as I said, it's a virtual world. So basically, uh, consists of uh, property, land, basically land in a virtual world called, called Genesis City, um, where people can build stuff, can live their world with their avatars, can like design stuff, design experiences, build games, uh, build, um, I don't know, art shows, fashion shows, um, music venues, basically anything that can be, can be consumed from a 3D uh, immersive uh, interface. And the, and the DAO basically governs all the smart contracts, a pretty considerable treasury that it's mostly used to fund projects for the community to make the ecosystem grow. Also, some like moderation mechanisms for, for content and, and things like that. Uh, 
And that's basically it. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's an amazing way to experiment uh, like a social media tool governed by its users, right? I mean, we've been seeing how, how the traditional Web 2.0 social media companies behave with its users uh, when things got pretty nasty, like with the US elections and, and, and content moderation and things like that. Uh, so it's amazing to see an alternative to that way of thinking extractively uh, about your users. Yeah. So for anyone who's just super new to the concept of a metaverse, I mean, it, basically you're in a 3D world uh, on your computer where you can walk around, you see other people, you can chat with other people, I assume uh, via audio or typing on your keyboard, and you see buildings that people have built, you can experience things that other people have put together for you to experience. Is that, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I like to think... Uh, I'm... I'm not sure if I like the word metaverse a lot, uh, but it's sexy for sure. <laughs> the, the concept that I like most <laughs> is this idea of immersive uh, social experiences, right? Because it's basically a, 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 like a software space where you can interact with people in an immersive way. Uh, that's, that's it. That's a virtual world, right? And even though the definition might sound pretty, I don't know, loose or, or abstract, uh, that's where the beauty of the definition lies, right? I mean, this idea of, okay, you can basically do anything here, right? Uh, of course, the technology has its boundaries, yeah. for sure, uh, but the, the power, it's, it's on the user's hands, so. Very interesting. Okay, that's cool. And I've been into Centraline. It's great. I've been to parties there where you have uh, live DJs, you know, playing yeah. music and, and videos and hundreds of people dancing and everything and, and maybe looking at NFTs on the walls. So it is really fun. Definitely something I recommend people check out. Um, let me ask you this. So for our audience, which is a lot of people who are starting DAOs or thinking about starting a DAO, um, what, was, what were some of the growing pains in the early stages of starting the Decentraland DAO and how did you or the team at the time address those challenges? So the biggest one is always uh, engagement, right? I mean, you, you start building the tools and you start giving the DAO responsibility for like, critical things in your project. But the robustness of a decentralized system is as robust as the engagement metrics that you have, right? Because you need to have people uh, paying attention to that, right? So what we did as an approach is we took decentralization as a core feature and we took the DAO as a product. And, and we put like a product thinking mindset. Like this needs to be simple to understand it has to be a simple onboarding people needs to know like th they need to have the information they need to make better decisions so we build uh transparency reports we build basic kpis straight in the in the in the dao homepage. we make the the application work like super super fast super simple in mobile devices like we we put this maybe traditional 2.0 product mindset, like we need to make this work as simple as possible. We try to hide some of the complexity without hiding the concepts that power that complexity, right? Uh, and we started seeing people engaging more and more in the DAO and our like voting uh, metrics started to grow. Actually, the Decentraland DAO is one of the top five DAOs in terms of proposal creation. So it's it's really amazing, and that's because 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm not naive. I know that for participating in the central and DAO, you need maybe less specialized knowledge than to participating in a, I don't know, in a DeFi DAO, right? I mean, if you go into the maker DAO uh, proposals, okay. yeah. maybe you don't even understand the titles, right? Because you need to have like a deep understanding on how DeFi works and, <laughs> and things like that. Regarding the central and since basically yeah. are like human interaction problems and, and maybe features to be built by the foundation or, or things like that, it's easier for everyone to understand and to start participating in, in, that, uh, in, in that ecosystem. Uh, but we, we've been like super, super meticulous in terms of, okay, how can we make this experience simpler and better for the community? And we, and we saw the results there. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so, I mean, imagine millions of people have probably used Decentraland in terms of, you know, entering the world and, and browsing around. What are those, if, if you could share, what do the metrics look like in terms of participation in the DAO? Yeah. So, as an FYI, and this is a conversation that I had with a, with a friend who's a, a political scientist, at least in Latin America, the participation, like a healthy participation rate in, in like in, in the in the politics of a country is around like four to five percent, right? If if four or five percent of of your uh, of your like population in in your nation participate in somehow in in a political system and not only voting but but doing something every week or every month regarding governance, that's healthy. Regarding the central and we have around eight percent of of like engagement from people visiting the world to people participating in the DAO. Hmm. Very interesting. That's a cool metric. And and yeah, certainly it was interesting in the earlier days of 2022, when a lot of DAOs were popping up and there was a lot of popularity and, and, and people joining DAOs, um, a lot of folks were also really concerned that some of the participation rates in terms of who was voting was like 2%, 3%, 5%. And people were like, oh my God, I mean, that's so much less than 100%. But I think to your point, there's no, there's no obvious reason why you would expect to need everyone in a community participating fully in governance for it to work well. And I feel like even if, if you're going to compare yourself to countries, you'd have to account for the fact that in, in countries, I think for the most part, people only vote once or twice a year. Totally. I mean, in the States, it's once a year. Totally. It's not, it's not, even most people don't even, I mean, most, a lot of people vote once every two or every four years because yeah. that's when you have your, your national elections. And if you have a DAO where there's multiple proposals every week, there's no way you could expect the same metric. Um, totally. So yeah, that's, that's really interesting. What about, you know, um, as time has gone on, you know, getting closer to or even today, what are the biggest challenges that the DAO has faced and how have you addressed those? Well, right now we're having some interesting discussions regarding the, the, like the continuity of the project and the, the situation of a treasury in a, in, a, in a bear market, right? Because we know that we are building for the long term. We know that the, like the metaverse, the virtual worlds, wherever you want to call it, it's an ecosystem, it's a technology that it will take time, right? So, for example, right now we're in the middle of a discussion inside the community with an open proposal uh, for voting of pausing for a couple of months our grants program, right? Because as any other token, the, the price of, of the MANA, which is a utility token of the central land, went low by 40 or, or 60% this year, and the community and I think that's amazing because it means that it's a healthy community. The community started to ask, okay, 
what should we do regarding this? So uh, an open proposal to pause the grants program and also several proposals to restructure the way we give grants to the community are open for voting. And I think that's, that's going to be a challenge. Like, how do we make sure that we are operating in an efficient way to make sure that our treasury, which is mostly for make the ecosystem growth, um, will be there for the next 10, 15, 20 years, right? Interesting. Do you guys use any like treasury management tools or how do you think about just even just managing the money in the treasury? Because that's something I've heard come up a lot recently. Yeah, I think a couple of things. Treasury management, uh, again, in, in MCON, I had in, in, in a conference from in like a DAO conference in Denver this year, I had a lot of uh, discussions from people building uh, DAO, like treasury management tools. And at the moment, we're just like testing stuff. We're not using anything for, uh, for let's say, having some returns or, or doing investment strategies. We're just using it to swap uh, from, from mana to stable coins to pay for stuff and things like that. I think that in a lot of DAOs, there are a lot of uh, fear regarding, okay, who will be managing our treasury? Um, it's going to be an automated tool. It's going to be a team wherever. So... At the moment, there's nothing too, too risky in there. We're just using it for like operational purposes. But that's a conversation that, that we're having at the moment. Like, How are we going to make sure that we reduce the impact on the treasury of the volatility of the token that we have? And that's also an interesting question for, for a lot of DAOs, right? This idea of, okay, how much really does your treasury worth, right? Because if you consider all the tokens of your projects that you have in your treasury, that's not a real price, right? Because basically you cannot dump all the tokens to, to, to swap it because you're going to uh, tank the price of, of the token. So I think those conversations regarding treasuries are, are going to get more mature during next year. And we are in, in this conversation as well. So if someone came up to you on the street and said, hey, I'm starting a DAO, uh, what's the number one piece of advice you have for me? What would you say? <laughs> I think we covered that in the in the previous episode, but first, ask you why. <laughs> I mean, why are you gonna do this? Uh, the second question would be, okay, if you can find a way to start your DAO with an alternative voting mechanism than than like token voting, at least try it. Right? Don't don't make that mechanism like the default mm. one. If you can start with something different, wherever it is, try that. And then if you have to, to use token voting, uh, do it. Uh, but I think we are in a position, especially if you're starting something new, you are in a position where you can, you can experiment with other ways of, of voting. When you already started your project, it's way, way harder to change the way people vote. So what what is what's wrong or what why are you recommending against token voting? Is it is it the one token one vote waiting or is it the actual software implications of using? No, tokens no, I would say it's a more or something uh, else. more human like a, a a human problem, not the technology itself. Um, I feel that if I mean if next year finally is the year where where we can solve, I don't know identity and civil attacks and things like that in 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 crypto, I would like to see other ways of voting. I don't think that one person, one vote is the best way, not at all. 
but I feel that something in the middle between one person, one boat, and uh, token boating, it's going to be way better and way healthier for the ecosystem. So basically, I feel that, or I think that context mm. in the, like, I mean, if you have more context uh, from the project, your, your boat needs to wait a little bit more, uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to be with the amount of tokens that you hold, right? That could be one strategy to inform the, the, the weight of your boat, but that shouldn't be the only one. Do you have a favorite? Like if you were starting a DAO tomorrow for a local community organization um, to build a park, you know, <laughs> what would, what would this, what, what off the top of your head? I know this is like really hard because it's hard, it's really hard, something you need to be I very would, thoughtful about, but. I would love to see uh, some kind of like activity based weights waiting for boating, right? And I know it's hard. I mean, we, we discuss this a lot in, in the central land. And of course, you face issues like uh, people farming, uh, boating power with bots and things like that. So you need to solve a lot of things. But I would, love to, I would love to link the value that you provided to the project with the weight of your boats. Yeah. And I think a, a good starting point if people want to find resources on the web is what people call reputation-based yeah. voting. Yeah. Which you know, you could hand out reputation however you want, but it's, it's similar in the sense that it probably is going to be handed out based on how much someone contributes, whether that's contribution of um, ideas or Discord participation or building software or just showing up and hanging out. Whatever your community wants to value in terms of participation, then you give out reputation tokens accordingly. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a good starting point. Um, Gino, any favorite tools that you guys use or that you're just aware of that people should check out for helping run a DAO? Well, we use Snapshot for off-chain boating. Uh, I think it's a, it's a great product and I see the team shipping value every week. So that's, that's pretty, pretty interesting. We did some tests. We're not using it in, in the DAO, at least for now. I like Otter. Other, uh, other space, which is basically a, a soulbound token um, tool that could be connected to a snapshot voting strategy or, or like other like DAO tooling stuff. Let, it's similar to Collabland, but maybe like focused on giving tokens with expiration and maybe recognizing your community with those badges and 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 those badges has like have the ability uh, to to impact on other things of your ecosystem. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, Snapshot's a great one. When you say you see the team shipping value every week, do you mean you, your team using Snapshot or do you mean the Snapshot? Oh, the Snapshot team, we're, we're, we're working closely with them and, and they always like respond to messages, like fixes the stuff, um, like releases new features for the, for the platform. I know that they're working on a new product and things like that. And it's, it's, really, it's really nice to see that the product you're using, it's backed and it's supported by the, the core team, right? It's... Uh, it makes you feel like reassured yep. that that what you're using it's actually like supported and and, and valuable. Yep. And do you guys use uh, Gnos Gnosis Safe for treasury we use Gnosis. management? Yeah. Or yeah. We for, use Gnosis. I mean, we treasury? we use okay. Cool. We use a combination of Gnosis and Aragon. But yeah. So what, what, I'm curious. What what do you guys do to link? the snapshot votes to the action that's taken with the Gnosis? Is there like a founding document or any kind of legal agreement 
that ensures that the uh, safe voters do what the community asks? Or is it really up to their judgment to make sure it's the right thing to do? At the moment, we have a trusted human proxy, which is called the DAO committee. That's a team uh, of individuals who have the responsibility to execute on chain uh, the, the community decisions. Um, actually, at the moment, there is an open, uh, open call or an open voting phase for adding more people to the committee. So that's the, the most efficient way that we found right now. During next year, we want to automate some lower, like lower risk things. Uh, but for payments and like direct access to the treasury, we have that human proxy, like multi-sig. Cool, cool. I know that's very common. Um, any favorite DAOs other than Decentraland DAO that people should check out if they're new to the world of DAOs? I mean, if you want to understand how a DAO should operate and the complexities and the, the challenges, Maker is great. And they have a lot of, of, of like blog posts and, and things to read. And the teams are super responsive. So uh, when I started in the DAO space, I looked super closely to what Maker was doing. So I really like that. Well, Nones DAO is also amazing. I think they are the ones that are like accelerating and dynamizing the uh, the tooling and the mechanisms for how DAOs are operating. And it's amazing to see that happening on a on a super like focused DAO, right? Because Maker is well, it's huge. But Nouns has like a super uh, laser focused vision and they're building products that are useful for them and therefore sometimes they're useful for the community. So I really like that. I mean if you're starting you you need to start for you need to start with the ones that are doing the, the right things. So of course there are a lot of like experimental stuff like tiny DAOs and things like that. Uh, well Element is also a really a really good one and there's a lot of uh, documents out there and blog posts regarding uh, element governance mechanisms. So I also like that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I would say, you know, the smallest DAOs, you know, clearly you can't expect some new DAO that started six months ago and has 20 members to be the paragon example of what your DAO should look like. Um, whereas looking at these large examples probably do give you a good sense of, of something to shoot for. But at the same time, they're nothing like what a DAO is going to be like for its exactly. first year or two in business. And so I, I feel like maybe it's check out a few of those really big ones and then check out a lot of small ones, you know, try to join 10 DAOs or 20 DAOs. I mean, you don't have to join in a meaningful way, but just like join the Discord server, look at how voting works, look at what software they use, you know, maybe say hello and, and chat a little bit. I think that will give you a good broad sense of what all new DAOs, what challenges they're facing, what, where they're at. And then you have a, maybe a more of a short-term vision and a long-term vision of how you want your, your new DAO to work. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Gino, this has been amazing having you on the show. I really appreciate you sharing your insights and experience with us. Um, for the audience, uh, where can people find you and your projects on the web and on social? Okay, so you can check uh, the Decentraland project at decentraland.org. You can see the tools that we are building uh, for the DAO in governance.decentraland.org. And you can find me on Twitter at uh, Gino Singolani. 
Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at 0xThriller. And MyDAO is at MyDAODS. That's M-I-D-A-O-D-S on Twitter and MyDAO.org. And again, Gino, thank you so much for joining. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much, Ham. You got it. And for the audience, are you thinking about starting a DAO? Just DAO it. Just Dow It is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Just Dow It does not contain any legal or financial advice. My Dow also does not provide legal or financial advice, and nor does your host, yours truly.